Thank you for downloading or podcasting this track. This recording has been remastered to provide the best sound possible given the audio environment of the original recording session. Mosaic Silver Spring is a faith community located just inside the Capitol Beltway in Montgomery County. For more information, please visit our website, www.mosaicsilverspring.org, and we'll see you in the neighborhood. Hi, good morning, church. My name is Esther, and I'll be doing the scripture reading this morning. Um, I'm reading from the book of Ephesians, chapter 1, verses 3 uh, through 14. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places, even as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him. In love he predestined us for adoption to himself as sons through Jesus Christ, according to the purpose of his will, to the praise of his glorious grace, with which he has blessed us in the beloved. In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace, which he lavished upon us in all wisdom and insight, making known to us the mystery of his will, according to his purpose, which he set forth in Christ, as a plan for the fullness of time, to unite all things in him, things in heaven and things on earth. In him we have obtained an inheritance, having been predestined according to the purpose of him who works all things, according to the counsel of his will, so that we who were the first to hope in Christ might be to the praise of his glory. In him you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it, to the praise of his glory. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Please pray, pray with me. Father, we thank you for your word, and we ask that you bless Joel this morning as he preaches. Please quiet our minds and remove distractions. Give us ears to hear and hearts to receive and obey your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Esther. Most of you will not likely have heard the name Lula Galloway. Uh, she uh, is from a small town in West Virginia and is the woman who had a formative influence on the life of singer and songwriter Bill Withers. She's also the inspiration uh, for Bill Withers' hit, Grandma's Hands. And in the song, Grandma's Hands, Bill, reflecting on the impact of Lula Galloway and how she helped shape his life as an adult man sung about Grandma's Hands, clapping in church on Sunday morning. Grandma's Hands played the tambourine so well. And in the short song, and it is pretty straightforward, he unpacks the way grandma's hands have helped bring comfort to him, have helped soothe and look out for neighbors, have given to those around her, have uh, even in uh, the aches and pains of life, have lifted up and picked up her loved ones. And in the closing line of the short song, uh, he writes, When I get to heaven, I will look for grandma's hands. And so laden throughout his song, he's recounting from his childhood how grandma's hands have impacted him 
And there's a sense of not only the comfort that he receives now and then from her, but there is a look forward, uh, a future to reuniting in that comfort. Now, you may never have heard of the name Lula Galloway, but there's something about that comfort and future, those in our lives whose hands have impacted us that help us to relate. So that Bill Withers' song becomes more than uh, this song about a woman from a small town in West Virginia who you've never heard of. It becomes uh, an entry point into our own lives in the face of our own struggles, in the times where we've had relational difficulty, in the times where we've felt down or alone, the people who have brought us comfort, the people who have lifted and picked us up, the people who we look forward to with hope. And that's part of the staying power of Bill Withers' songs, uh, that he writes about things that were from his own everyday personal experience that become relatable far beyond even to our lives today. Well, that is what is happening in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. He's writing about the person and work of the Holy Spirit, and he's doing it uh, in the, this overarching and sweeping passage of Ephesians 1, verses 3 through 14. He is writing about God's plan of redemption, but it's not just some plan for the Ephesians. It's not just some plan for the first century world. It is how God has worked even up to today where we as Christians, when we have turned and we are united to Christ, God seals us with his spirit. He brings us assurance in the face of our own ups and downs and in the face of our own struggles. Paul is connecting to our lives today to remind us of the assurance, the comfort, and the future hope that we have through God's pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Well, in uh, the unpacking of this, he starts by talking about the many blessings that we experience in Christ. That is, when we have turned in faith, uh, what does that mean to our everyday lives? Well, Paul unpacks in this grand and sweeping way. In verse 3, he writes that we are blessed uh, that now that we are in Christ. In verses 4 and 5, he reminds us that God has chosen us. In verse 4, he writes that we are now holy and blameless because we have been united to Jesus. And because of Jesus' atoning work on the cross, we are holy and blameless. We have been adopted, he says in verse 5, as daughters and sons of God. We are brought into God's family. In verse 7, we have been redeemed. In verse 10, we are participating in all that God is doing in the world. In verse 11, we are heirs of God's inheritance, something that echoes all the way back to Genesis and the promise of an inheritance to Abraham and to all of his descendants. That's something that even today we participate in in Christ. And in verse 12, he says that we have hope. And so uh, Paul is recounting and telling not only the uh, Christians in Ephesus in the first century, but you and I today, he's saying God is doing something here. 
And it's in the midst of their everyday struggles that Paul is speaking into and reminding them that God has a plan, that our current circumstances aren't lost on him, and that he is doing something and working in our lives now that we receive blessing. Well, how do we know? Paul reminds us of God's assurance in verses 13 and 14. There he writes this. In him, that is in Christ, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, or the good news of all that God is doing to bring about our deliverance, spiritually and otherwise, and we believed in him, we were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, who is the guarantee or the down payment of our inheritance until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. So the Holy Spirit, the person of the Holy Spirit is poured out into our lives in a way that seals us. And in verse 13, there's this unpacking of this progression that's typical for Christians. That when we hear the word of truth, that is when someone has let us know that Jesus was not just some historical figure, he was not just some great teacher, but he is the chosen one of God who through his work on the cross and through the vindication of his resurrection, that that has meaning for you and I now. That is the word of truth. That how do we deal with the reality of our own sin, the things that we confessed earlier, the ways in which we often climb ladders of success to try to get approval? How do we deal with uh, when that doesn't go well or when we fail or when we struggle or when we do things that we know God doesn't approve? What's our response? We can turn in faith to Jesus. That is the word of truth. And that when we do that, when we believe When we trust, Paul writes in verse 13 that we are then sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. This becomes like a down payment, a sense of assurance, a guarantee. God is vested into us. Now, you at some point uh, may have purchased a home or a car or something expensive that you didn't have the money to buy outright or to pay for completely. And so you put down some of the money and then you probably signed some sort of form or contract and you got to enjoy that thing now, even though you weren't quite yet a full owner, right? And, and so even though we think of it as my house or my car or uh, my stuff, uh, if we're not the full owner, we're enjoying some of this and we are invested into it. Uh, we have signed a contract for it. So in some sense, we're connected to it, but we're not fully experiencing it yet. Uh, and so it's this mixed bag. Now, that is a small illustration of what the language here of sealing is. The idea is that when spiritually we've turned in faith to Jesus, we have trusted in him. So we've heard the word of truth. We've believed that God pours out his spirit into our lives that marks us. Where here and now, all those blessings that Paul talked about in Ephesians, uh, being blessed, being holy, being blameless, having hope, having comfort, all of those things are ours here and now, even though the reality is we're not yet fully experiencing that inheritance. God's work of salvation isn't yet complete. 
but we have assurance that he is going to make good on his promises and that assurance is the sealing of God's spirit. That's the privilege that you and I have as Christians. Now, here's where the payoff comes for us, I think, in receiving that seal. It's this. So often uh, we can think about life, and, and Paul is unpacking it here. He's giving us kind of the grand plan of God's salvation. But then when we think about our day-to-day experiences, so often we get caught up in uh, just getting the things done for today. Or worse, we live life thinking our assurance comes from the approval of others. We go in search of making others happy. And if they're happy with us, then we feel assured and we think everything is right in the world. But when they're not happy with us, and this is where it gets really difficult, we begin to lose sleep. We wonder, am I okay? Is it going to be okay? Well, it's in the face of those pursuits. It's in the instability of trying to search out from the approval of others that this seal of the Holy Spirit becomes so meaningful for you and I. Because in the midst of that gap where someone's unhappy with us and so we're losing sleep, God says of us, you're adopted. You are blessed. You are holy and blameless in Christ. And I've poured out my spirit to seal you and show that I am going to work in your life and bring Uh, to completion, the good work that I have started. That is our encouragement as Christians. That is our own assurance in the midst of our uncertainties. That when we are struggling day in and day out, when we are not yet experiencing the realities of a full inheritance, when we still see evil in the world, we experience evil ourselves, when we suffer, when we feel isolated, Paul writes to encourage us, to bring comfort, to lift our faces, to say the God who has created the world, the God who has predestined us before its foundations, the God who has chosen us and called us, The Father has sent his Son who has accomplished redemption for us in his life, death, and resurrection. And the Holy Spirit has been poured out as a seal, as a down payment, as a guarantee to bring us assurance and comfort of what's ahead. So that in our successes or our failures, what Uh, We talked about earlier in the confession of sin, in our good times, in our bad, when people are super excited about us and they seem to heap praise and approval on us, or when people are really disappointed in us and we've let them down. In our confidence when we think we have it all together and we know exactly how it's going, and in our doubts, in our highs and in our lows. Across all of those things, God seals us with his spirit to let us know that we can have assurance now, even though we are not yet experiencing the full reality of our inheritance. That is the direction we're heading. And God seals us with his spirit to assure us we are going to make it there. And we're going to make it there together 
We're going to make it there because of the person and work of Jesus Christ. That's the Christian hope of assurance. The freedom that that brings, friends, is that we don't have to go find that approval from someone else. We don't have to accomplish it all ourselves. We get to rest in the grace of God, the richness and fullness of his grace for you and for me, being assured that God himself has sealed us for today, tomorrow, and forevermore in Jesus. Amen.